All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, this is a very special episode, everybody, because this is the first episode of 2020, a new year, a new decade, and our very special guest and featured titan for today, Dan Bertelton. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolute honor to have you. You bet. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just cannot wait to dive into the series of questions. <laughs> Everybody out there, I wish we were hitting record oh. earlier. We were on for about 30 minutes beforehand, and Dan is just absolutely incredible. A mind, a brain for everybody out there to share the knowledge of real estate. So, uh, Dan, if you're ready, let's just jump in. <laughs> so, um, let's go into, I guess, the first question. Let's tell everybody a little sure. bit about yourself. Yeah, well, um, you know, from the real estate industry side of things, I guess uh, I started after a brief uh, career in law enforcement and I was in the Army Reserve. So coming out of high school, I had uh, I, I didn't have a professional uh, career choice in mind. I was going to be in law enforcement for sure, wow, you know, okay. long haul. Okay. And uh, I, I did that for about three years, um, including when I was under the age of 21 uh, and they, they used and abused me. Uh, you know, as a, uh, an underage cop. So that was, uh, that was interesting to say the least. Um, I wanted my days to be different every day and I wanted it to be with people and all those little, you know, uh, answer question and answer things about what you should do all pointed towards that. Um, enjoyed it uh, immensely. I think, uh, it's kind of what motivated me too, because I wanted to be in the military. And I think there was that whole like wannabe hero thing. Hmm. Um, wow. I want to be there to help other people. You know, I wanted to be there when it counts type of thing. So I got to do those things. And I, I also was spending some time in a jail as a, as a deputy and not enjoying myself very much. And I got deployed over to Iraq. And right before I went was when my mother-in-law, who's to this day still my business partner um, here at Remax, and she is like, you know, you should really try this, what I've been doing, you know, this real estate stuff for a long time and you'd be great at it. Um, and kind of the rest is history, you know, had our okay. first couple of deals before I left for, for overseas and came back and the, you know, the industry was still uh, banging along and uh, doing well. And uh, we were in a multi, a kind of large multi-office uh, Remax outfit in, in the uh, South Central Wisconsin area, Madison area. And hmm. uh, we decided, you know, as we were working together as a, teams weren't really a a big deal yet, but we were kind of a co-op, okay. um, you know, so to speak. So, and uh, a lot of, co you know, co-marketing and advertising. And then uh, the, the hit, you know, the downfall, the downturn of, you know, 08 and 09, it's getting to be long ago. We actually have to start saying when it was now. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, it's been almost a decade, right? Yeah. So, uh, or it has. But uh, so 09, I think, was when it hit bottom and uh, over by us anyway. And 2011, uh, my mother-in-law and I then uh, bought out a, an aid office uh, franchise at the time. Uh, there was about 60 agents there. And hmm. so we uh, slowly kind of remodeled offices and kind of put them back where they were. And uh, the analogy that I've, that I've always used or to explain where we came from or what we did hmm. um, was we had, this, we had this gorgeous room with a bunch of uh, awesome brand new machines, you know, tech machines, uh, yeah. tax machines, whatever you want to call them, copy machines. Mm -hmm. And they were, they had the new touch screens. They were gorgeous and everything. And right. nothing was plugged in and nobody knew how to use them is kind of how <laughs> I felt. 
And I was like, but I loved our, our brand. I loved the, the systems and tools we had. And just, I wanted to re-engage all that. So we did. And um, now we have 12 offices and 110 people. And we still even have some of that original uh, 62. Um, but it's been a nine-year process of remodeling, building from scratch, or moving. Um, I think we did a total of 14 office locations now and we're down to 12. Wow. Um, so we learned a, a ton, you know, <laughs> about that. Uh, throughout that period of time, I uh, got married when I got home, had three, three children and uh, work with my mother-in-law every day. So obviously there's a lot of family involvement as there is, seems to be in real estate. Sure. Um, and uh, now we're uh, plugging away, changing with mm -hmm. the market, um, adapting uh, new models, uh, different looking offices, uh, mm -hmm. certainly new tech coming down the line all the time, changes. So uh, exciting stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, real estate is a phenomenal industry and, yeah. and the amount of change that's happening is just incredible. And you yeah. see it every single day, Dan. But, you know, going from, uh, like you said, from, from law enforcement to military professional right. to, you know, real estate professional, you know, that, that story kind of really paints that picture. And I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into sure. you and, and what drives and, and, and kind of motivates you that way. So this next yeah. question is going to give everybody a little bit deeper understanding as to what your why is, Dan. I mean, sure. what gets you excited every day? motivated to do what you do to the level that you do it at what's your why sure um, I you know I know that that question has been just asked a ton uh, over the years you know since Simon Sinek wrote his book pretty much it got really popular and I I'm a, I'm a fan of Simon I, I, so Simon's I, probably one of my favorite authors ever uh, and you know I've spent a lot of time thinking about the question mm -hmm. and it was funny I even was like hmm uh, which version do I do I give Greg if he asked that question you yeah. know like um, you know, what version of why I do this. And I think it's changed, number one. Um, so over the last, I've been in business, uh, we'll just say I've been in business, I've been in the real estate business and in Remax for 16 years. Hmm. Um, I'm now on, you know, two national broker councils uh, with leadership. I, I try and soak up as much, you know, as much coaching and, and hmm. stuff I can. My network is truly my net worth. We're, we're starting to say that a lot, like the people really? that are within it. Um, I am absolutely bar none, one of the richest, you know, dudes you can meet when it mm. comes to who's in, who's in my network. And well said. I feel, I feel really fortunate for that. Thank you for being in it too, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, bringing <laughs> worlds together from Colorado that's right. to Wisconsin right there. So. Darn right. And you guys got all the snow and we don't. Um, well, so, What's going on with that? <laughs> I know, right. Um, but so like the drive though, or the why for me most recently has become not letting down all now the like all the commitments that I've made. Hmm. I, I mean, it, for me now, it was kind of like what drives me is, is like, I guess to dumb it down, you could say reputation. Yeah. Like I want to sustain the reputation. And when I feel like when things get to a, a growth cycle and your business is, is blowing up and you're doing a new location, or you're doing this or you, you make good, a good presentation and you get a good group or whatever you're doing, and you have all these successes, like you and I were talking before the call, there's other stuff that's falling apart then. Right. And everybody's pretty hush-hush about it in social media world because, you know, we got to paint a, a good positive picture as best we can. And I, I agree. I don't, I don't like the negativity either. Right. But about being real is saying, you know, when this part's going well, then this part's getting smashed. So recently yes. my why uh, certainly has been to figure out how I can operate physically the way that I have been uh, taking care of my body physically. Mm -hmm. um, I think I can do a, a better job of taking my care of myself mentally. Sure. 
But the main focus and why that I keep tip dancing around is I don't want to let anybody down. Hmm. My why is to not let down all the people, I guess, that I've made commitments to and that rely on me. Right. Um, and even though that is my why, every day I question the fact on whether or not I'm doing a good enough job um, with that. And I think that keeps kind of keeps you hungry um, mm -hmm. and, and keeps you going, you know. Um, and so that's what wakes me up every day is I want to fulfill my obligations. It's definitely something that my parents, you know, I was blessed to be, first of all, born in this country, but mm. born to two really great parents. One, one owned a business, one was a teacher. So I got, you know, the right and left of world. I got the, right. the, the mix and, and stuff, but I also just got two caring people that were there. Mm. And, uh, you know, that advantage all in itself, I don't, you know, I don't want to take for granted at all either. So I want to make sure that I'm doing what I should be doing to, to honor those things. And I can promise you right now, I'm not doing all of them. Wow. So I'm, I'll admit that right after I say it, because I guarantee you I'm not doing as good of a job as I could be to honor all the people that I, that I should be. So the honesty out of here, everybody look at Dan doing this. I mean, but Dan, what you said is it's embarrassing, but no, it's true. So but it's, it's honest, it's real. And, and that's yeah. what people really want to engage with and understand who you are as a person or professional being a man sure. of your word uh, is one of the highest, everything and most important things that you can really focus on, you know, say what you, if you're going to say it, do it. And then, right. you know, continually do it. Um, I, I think that that's a beautiful thing. And that, that stems so much further than just business. And, you know, yeah, we were talking about balance before we started recording and, and yeah. going into this. And, you know, there's a huge illusion behind that. Because as you said, you're adding to one thing, you're taking right. away from something else. I think that at the end of the day, I really, really uh, like the fact that you address that to the audience sure. out there is that, you know, you're just going to, you have so many people that are relying on you and it, maybe it's not thousands. I mean, you have over a hundred in, in your office um, as professionals that are looking to you, leadership, that sort of thing. But then you have right. your clients and your, their, their people and their sphere, your communities, what's going on, your individual family. So no matter how big or small, you should still be a man of your word and, and live right. with integrity like that. And well, and I, I love it. Well, and what's funny, and I'm, I don't want to jump ahead to, no, to, yeah, to yeah. the you know, who I kind of get influenced by, but uh -huh. this topic that we're talking about specifically, um, and I, I might be screwing up the date, but I think it was April 21st, 2016. Um, okay. I had to write it down in a, a leadership manual, uh, at a seminar that I was at with, um, with Darren Hardy. Okay. And, um, uh, it was an intense day, uh, with him, hmm. but he was the first coach to, to what I, what I say is, you know, when somebody zings you or whatever, I don't know what the new little <laughs> cartoon thing is where they zing each other, yeah, but sure, sure. Um, I, he, he, was, he was the first one to zing me and it was based off of what we're talking about. And that was, all right, everybody, you know, who in here has a you know, high level of integrity, you know, hmm. whatever. Of course, everybody, you know, raise their hand. And yeah. um, at least I think everybody did. Sure. Um, and, you know, then he said, okay, um, does that up to and include yourself? Hmm. you know, and because he, and then he went into his explanation and everything, but he's like, I think everybody in here that raised their hand is a liar. And, sure. uh, and I think that you lie to yourself and he explained that. And, and while this might not be aha paramount stuff to some people that might be listening to this or, or watching this to me, it was gut wrenching. Yeah. Um, it completely twisted my stomach up. It was like, wow, you just called me a liar. And not only did he call me a liar, I can't argue with him. Hmm. Um, and I think that's, that was a huge 
moment, you know, where I was like, gosh, you know, first person to call you something and you're like, I, I wait, <laughs> shoot, you know, cause he's right. Oh, and shit. then, uh, it happened, um, again here recently by a, another coach named John Cheplak. Okay. And did it in a very similar way, but hit me in the other heartstring, um, which was courage. So wow. I think I explained where my background was. I was, you know, I'm a wannabe hero. If I can, if uh. I can be there for somebody in that moment, you know, or whatever. And then he said, why don't you switch these words out that you don't have the courage to go home and tell your family that you don't have what it takes to do X because you promised yourself you would and you don't do it. Hmm. And so he bent my heart out of shape with the, the courage word and he brought my little kids into it and wow, twisted me up again and got me motivated and, you know, it, it induces change. Yeah. And uh, I know that kind of jumps ahead to a couple of people who've no, influenced me lately, no, but no, those, those, those are two huge things um, that come out of that, you know, that topic or that word. So, but, but, but I think that you, again, it, on the topic of motivating and driving you and really pushing you forward, all those things that you're focusing on is being, you know, showing integrity and honesty, but then courage uh, through your life and, and really to make as much impact in the community to your, your family um, your offices, your clients that are out there. So, I mean, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm eating this up. Sure. Hopefully, hopefully everybody's feeling this energy out here that Dan's putting out. Yeah, just, trying to. Well, and I mean, it's like lead by example, right? Like I don't have, I guarantee there's not a, a stitch of knowledge uh, that I could possibly regurgitate here that I haven't gotten or received from somebody else, you know, within my network or, or from somebody else. I don't, I don't think I've been terribly innovative um well, as as, like, hold on yeah. hold that thought there though <laughs> just for two seconds Dan because you had mentioned you know sharing a stitch of knowledge and learning from so many people and this this is a perfect segue into the, the third question here sure which, which I really want to get into because a lot of uh, viewers whether they're watching or listening to this they want to learn from the titans how they've grown their business sure. they've scaled so if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business mm -hmm. or implemented that took it from one level to the next. Sure. What's that look like for you? What advice would you give out there to um, the other professionals? Well, what's, what's super cool is again, um, people might be expecting some sort of answer where it's just, well, well I did this. Mm -hmm. um, but what's even cooler is now I can say I did this, it was wrong. And now it's this oh. and I'll, Awesome. So, and I, and I don't know if I have the second one in that same exact nature. Okay. Um, but I will say that the first one, um, and this, I, I don't know if I can put a year on this one. Okay. Um, but for me personally, it was deciding that things that I am not good at, I should no longer do hmm. or really, you know, um, have any, any part of. And I think I don't know about everybody in, in the real estate industry where they started uh, or whatever, but most people started somewhere where they had tons of hats on Yeah. Um, or, or yeah. they definitely, their responsibilities were spread out over a lot of roles. And I'm not simply just talking about leverage. I'm not simply talking about, Oh, well I finally decided to hire this person. I mm -hmm. mean, that would be some pretty useless information. <laughs> I feel like to some top end <laughs> yeah, people yeah. that are trying to, what did you do? I, I hired, Gigi. Now yeah. Gigi happens to be amazing, but mm -hmm. you know, um, but I will say this, I stopped being too proud of my 
ability to create my ability to be the source, Mm. my uh, abilities, you know, to like, um, carry it. And I literally did start leveraging what I already had. I love that. And I think, um, I'll I'll give a big shout out to Adam Contos. He's the CEO of our company. Love it. Um, we, we have a leadership team, both in Denver, right? You know, Mm -hmm. right down the street from you there. Yeah. I'm also part of Remax Integra, which is a huge regional group with its own support pieces. Fiona Petrie is part of our major leadership there. Walter Schneider, the Schneider and Polzer family, like mm. getting to go to events and be with that, those people. And I also don't want this to boil down to, oh, so the average of the five people, you're uh, great advice there too. Yeah. It's no. Um, what it's I am saying there, though is, out of that network, it was really important for me to find the people that could help me in my situation. Hmm. And I had it to choose from. Wow. Integra, Ontario. I go up, you know, Conrad Zarini, if you've ever heard hmm. that family's name, runs an amazing brokerage up there. Wow. Our region put on event, throws it up there, says, come look at all these six different types of office spaces. This is how they did it. These are the plans. This is the big guy over here who did it all. Come on over here. Hmm. I was a nobody. Wow. I mean, it's just a nobody. I would have had to, I have no idea what I'd have to pay to hobnob with some of the people that have now gotten me exactly to where I am. And I've been upfront with them, you know, thank you for things that you've helped me with throughout. It doesn't matter, Hmm. you know, but again, that was the first piece was going, I already have all this stuff here. I already have all these great local people, local resources or whatever. I think it was to sit down and make sure you are already getting everything that you're supposed to get hmm. before you worried about what you're not getting or what you need to get instead. Right. Um, maybe to sum that up, a better way to say it would be find out where you are hmm. before you start complaining about where that is or start planning about where you're going to go. Because wow. I'm not so sure most, and I don't think we do all the time either for, for certain, um, but it's pretty hard to start talking planning when you don't know where you are, you don't have a current business plan, or you don't have a current whatever. Right. So some of it too was just making sure to constantly be seeing people that are doing it right. Hmm. And when I show up going, so where's the easy button then guys, you know, how can you help me? Can you give me this? Can you give me that? Hmm. Well, sure we can, but it's not going to help you. Right here, you can have it. You can have our scripts. You can have this. You can have that. You can have, you can have it all. It's right there. Hmm. It's not going to help you. But this wow. is going to help you do what I did five years ago. Do what I did six years ago. Start building. Start building. Basically, start lifting weights. Start you know right. eating correctly. And many years from now, you know your business can be right. So I think that was the first one. I, I love think, that. I think the second piece. I mean it follows along with that, but then it's that next step then, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You knew you, you, you knew where you were. I think the next step for us was being, uh, not innovative, mm-hmm. but at least at the beginning when new models were coming and I'll explain it, for instance, my team, yeah. my, my team model is a little different, but I feel like in our area, once a team, for instance, within our brokerages, cause we have amazing independence and let's face it, nobody's really not on a team anymore. Sure. An independent agent has three or four support staff. I don't really care where they are. If they're at a professional company doing this full time, correct. They're not doing it all by themselves. 
Right. Um, but when I talk about the sustainable, you know, the C, the sales teams, entities, their own uh, sub brand, mm -hmm. they eventually need to have their own thing, or they want to go there, or they don't. Hmm. But we, I think we started being really upfront with planning with our with our agents, with our teams, That's with our right. space. Um, we averaged uh, nine years ago when we took over this company, I think we averaged uh, 145 square foot per person that was here. You know what a lot of that space probably looked like. There was dust on it. Mm -hmm. There were computers that would sit idle, you know, yeah. those kind of things. And now, and I'm, you know, I know it's not an office yeah. tour day, but <laughs> like now people come in and like the whole office is everybody's office. Wow. And there's Beautiful. a place for everybody to be and, I'm not trying to rent office space to stay in business as a brokerage. Right. And I think that's what I see mostly is people still waiting through rent and just things that aren't of real true value anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so we've well tried said. to, you know, yeah, so we've tried to, so I think the second thing was recognizing that our role was, was changing significantly at the brokerage level. Um, which I think it did very significantly hmm. the risk versus reward uh, when it came to both recruiting and now retention, which the teams are figuring out for the very first time is a thing. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, so um, the, the pressures and, you know, who's had to sacrifice time in order to, to seek out either help or profit or, or whatever else. I'm just going to turn this down a little bit. It's getting dark. Um, but uh yeah, you know, all that changed. So we just, we really needed this, this second run. Get ahead of it. Yeah. Don't fight things. I think we all learned a big lesson from Zillow and, you know, other, other big entities that have, have worked their way around the relationship between the agent and their consumer. Sure. Now, obviously, it needs to, to go back that direction. And we can't, we can't wait again. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to listen and give people what they want and be proactive, be professional. Um, and I think you and I talked about it. Mm -hmm. If we don't do all those things, because we know in real estate, at least the middle is going to erode a little. Sure. That you're going to be a hot, you're probably going to be a top end professional. You're going to be full time. You're really going to be doing it. Or you're going to probably be down with DIY or doing it for free for ancillary services. Wow. And uh, I don't think the middle is, is going to be there much longer, at least uh, not, not in a strong way. Yep. Um, so we want to stay ahead, pick where you pick where you belong or pick where you mm -hmm. feel like you want to belong and, uh, don't get comfy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there, there's a ton of information in there, Dan. I, mean, I, I want to dissect it just a little bit before sure. we move on. So going into the, the, the beginning portions, I, I really like the fact that you, you address, you need to know where you're at, what your strengths and weaknesses are, and then really where to start and then start taking the action, not just gathering all the silver bullets gathering every single piece of every puzzle that's 30 years down the road, you're not using that now, right? right. So prioritize and then start taking action, I think is crucially important. Learning from, um, I don't want to say smarter, uh, more seasoned, uh, more people that are in depth in know into right. what you're trying to accomplish that have walked the talk that have been there, I think is crucially important. So surrounding yourself with that. Um, into an additional note, talking about really, um, you know, adjusting that as things go along. And it, and it comes to me as, a, as everybody has a hypothesis or a thought process of what they're trying to do for their life and their business. Mm -hmm. What happens is, is you have to take it to market. You actually have to take that idea that you put all the steps in place and you've had all these conversations and taking the action, bringing it to market the clients and see what's going on. After you get the result, right, then you have right. to take feedback 
and then start all over again. It's, it's a vicious cycle. It's it is a, it's a vicious cycle, but I think too, it's, it's fun because while all the change was going on, I certainly, when I was explaining all the office changes yeah. and, and whatever, well, the space changes were happening along with the comp changes, mm -hmm. along with the services changes, along <laughs> with everything else, up. right? Well, yeah. in any event, um, the, the, the teams then, and, and kind of figured out where they were going to be or how they were going to maybe do. And some people maybe went off on their own over here. And now you see a lot of people maybe that went off into their small groups, like, shoot, this is really expensive. Uh, let's all get back together and we just won't call it a company. Right. Wow. Um, still company though. Um, right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, I didn't want partners, but you're doing it again. Uh, <laughs> we didn't want bricks and mortar. Yeah. But you're renting a space. Oh, um, so so it's, it's interesting, uh, with those changes, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know. But I love where you're going with that though. There, there's so much, uh, you know, tangible information that's going through there. And you mentioned, um, Adam, we've had Adam contest on the show and, and, you know, shout out to Adam, if you're watching or listening, yeah. uh, br brilliant fellow Titan. And I just think that there's there, you are, you said not to say you're the five people, but you had mentioned that in, in a joking way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so true in so many different forms or fashions. When well, you've had Kendall Bonner on, you've had like, I mean, you've had some of my, you know, my great ultra homies, like, the, my fan, my, my work family. Um, and I know that can get used a lot by people sure, and it's sure. like kind of corny and stuff, but, um, when you'll drop everything and go to somebody's funeral across the country mm. or, you know, uh, you're genuinely not feeling good about something that bad happened. I mean, come on, those are real relationships. Yep. And that's where I like to, you know, like with what we're doing right now, I used to poo poo it. Um, mm. I have another story about my mother and her being a clash of clans leader. If we want to get into that later and how okay. it made me give a new appreciation for online relationships, but yes. <laughs> um, either way, like that's, that is the network, you know, those mm -hmm. people that you listed off. Uh, honestly, there's a lot of days where I just need that motivation. Um, yeah. There's also uh, days where, and this is, I think this is kind of killer. Somebody pointed sure. it out to me the other yeah, day. Let's hear it. And I'm going to try and give them credit, but you have the people who influence you. Mm -hmm. You also have the people that are already there that decide to do nothing, but still be there. Hmm. Um, my mother-in-law, you know, um, in some cases, you know, sometimes it's like they're just there to hear it, to deal with it, you know, or whatever, but they're, they're still just going to be there. They're not there to fix it for you. They're not there to, you know, like whatever, but, hmm. and they have, tons of patience in your life. You could be right. really working on some stuff for a long time. And I, I know that probably there's probably reserved for real close friends and family, but sure. You know, they're there for you then after you're done screwing around. Right. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, um, those are invaluable. And mm -hmm. I think like as much as there's the people we want to add and the people who influence us, there's also the people that are just there not influencing us. Right. But without them, man, I don't know. I've, I'd have fallen over. I'd have fallen this this now new Titan would have fallen over a long, long time ago. A oh, long wow. time. Ago. The, the humility so. that's out there though, Dan, I mean, the, the, the honesty and integrity that you're just exuding is, is fantastic and inspiring. And I know that people are watching or listening to this, whether they know you or not, are just being really, really pumped up with, with what's going on. I want to, I want to shift gears on this sure. though. Um, you know, talking about a little bit more on the personal or professional side, and this is the tricky part of this particular interview and series. It's mm. the challenge question. So, sure. With challenges, I always lead into it this way. We all have them. 
right? Whether it's in the yeah, past, absolutely. we're dealing with them now or in the future, no one's exempt. But I'm a right. firm believer, it doesn't matter what happens, but what we learn and how we respond to them and then essentially what we can share. And it's not to downplay pain or sorrow or suffering, uh, but more so to think about what we learn from it and what we can grow from. So for sure. you're comfortable, Dan, sharing a for challenge? For sure, I am. And uh, here's, here's what's really, here's what's cool about uh, the challenge that I want to share. Um, it happened three days ago. Wow. And okay. I'm changing the one that I wanted to share. Um, okay. All, yeah. all, all because of it. And I think it's, I think it's probably pretty good. This is great. Um, in any event, uh, we can all probably associate, at least in real estate, um, with, with disappointment and mm-hmm. not getting the deal, not getting the nod, not getting the confidence from somebody or whatever, but not succeeding. And I think, I think it's always probably the same couple of things that happen, you know, after you, you reach adversity or a challenge, right. Um, you know, you've got your people who quit. Um, you know, you've got your people who don't quit pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely not a quitter. So at least I can, I don't think it's okay to quit. Right. But I will say that I've said it out loud more than once, man, I want to quit, man. I want to do, don't want to do this or man, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, even after being trained by somebody to say that you don't quit, I've still said it out loud. Hmm. Right. So I think that it's not just quit or don't quit, but then it's all right. After you experience um, a failure or a perce- even a perceived failure, because some of these aren't failures, but you're taking them like one. Sure. So I didn't win. It's interesting, but I had a, an opportunity over the last couple of years to recruit a very, very promising um, group of individuals who then joined with another group of individuals. And I, I found out recently I'm not the, I wasn't the choice. Hmm. I wasn't the, uh, I wasn't the answer. Right. And hmm. they evaluated everybody in town. Sure. And, you know, put us, put us up against some amazing competition, gave us more than a fair shake, uh, you know, as far as a, a chance to win uh, and everything. And for the very, very first time uh, in my, in my life, I am positively motivated by my loss and happy to be in second place. And it's because I know that I put everything on the table that I could. I, you know, um, leading up to it, I think I did whatever I could. Sure. But here's the, the, the part is that I don't think it matters whether I truly believe that or not. I need to. Wow. And I need to believe in the fact that I did everything the best that I could. And, be, and if you don't believe that, it's very motivating because you know what you got. I mean, you know what you got to go do. Sure. And so what's, what's interesting or, and while, don't get me wrong, disappointed as hell. Sure. Yeah. And, and by the way, I think I, I misspoke. I actually kind of, I technically found out a few days before that, but it was kind of more solidified. Yeah. And heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't deal emotionally well with, you know, disappointment right. um, or, or anything. I won't claim to, to be good, but this is the first time genuinely hmm. I'm not like depressed, uber depressed. I didn't, mm-hmm. oh man, you know, like, oh, I don't feel that way. Hmm. Um, wow. And I think it's because 
abundance versus scarcity yeah. when you cross over that. And I'm not saying I've been living in a, in a place of scarcity in all aspects of my business and life, sure. but certainly I felt that way the second I found this out. Right. And you instantly go to that, you know, yeah. oh, you go right there. You go right there. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was in, insane to me though, that the next, the very next day that I woke up, I felt better. And then the wow. next day better and the next day better. That's new. Um, that's, that's new for me. I think, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Certainly people around me helping me feel confident in what we're doing is right. Um, knowing I'm not in it alone. Uh, you never, you never are. Sure. Um, regardless of whether you're at a, a big company or a small company, somebody's rooting for you. And if they're not, um, well, we've got bigger problems. <laughs> you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, hard to say. So I don't know, um, if that explains the challenge that I've had, but the challenge would be to effectively correct your attitude right after defeat and not let it in uh, hit you. And mm-hmm. I know it hits agents all the time Sure. Uh, when they get a couple bad beats in a row and their confidence is affected. It's, it's, it's very noticeable in a conversion rate. Right. So my challenge out to everyone mm-hmm. is, I suppose, and I hope this works for me and I hope I can, you know, continue to feel the way that I feel about it, but Love it. come in second, figure out how it could have been first, fix it and forget it. Right. Like, I don't know. That sounds like a Mel Robbins, fix it and forget uh, it thing. Another, <laughs> another lady I listen to all the yeah, time, like fix it. it and forget it. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I, I don't want to say that I've got that down sure. again. Sure. I think everybody online is memeing and oh, yeah. speaking at everyone yep. as a form of leadership, but they don't mm-hmm. practice what they preach. And that's, that's one thing where, mm-hmm. you know, I give shout out to a lot of my leadership and what actually I'm trying to do now. Sure. By emulating people like you, you, I have, you know, creating a podcast, kind of trying to show people what you should be doing right? by doing it, you know, and that's, if that's what my leaders are doing, then they're saying, you better do the same thing. If you want your people to pick up the phone, you know, maybe you should record yourself making phone calls, Hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it's got to be now. Um, But yeah. I think that's that's beautiful to share that and being vulnerable with everybody. Dan, it's not easy, so I want to thank you right off the bat. But I think that I'll regret it later when I watch the recording. Oh, you're like, there was no tears. There was no tears. Everyone. Actually, I, no, we're good. We're good. Oh, okay, here we go. But um, you know, I just think that it's beautiful for everybody to to really understand that that the, the most successful people on this planet they they all have failure. Failure is a part of that success, and I, I think that the the faster that we all understand or get more and more comfortable with the, with the failure, the rejection and, and move on, learn, right. Figure out, like you said, Hey, I'm in second place. Why did I come in second place? What can I do to improve that? And then keep moving, keep moving. And better. And you better just take some darn action. You know, I mean, if I get anything out of, you know, Adam and and John a lot in one of our coaching groups, it's like, go, you know, like take, take the action, at least be there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, but when you have a leader of your own showing themselves you know, in the gym, uh, by themselves working out, you know, kind of reach physical goals and you know, they're reaching business goals because you're working with them. Um, yeah. and they're showing up or this side of the other thing. Um, all feels great, but if they don't have anything to emulate, how would they know? And, and you know, and, and not only that, I don't want to sit here and that, that sounds already pretentious as hell, you know, 
first of all, I, I would argue all of my agents have a higher IQ than I do. Um, most of them are way better at sales than I am. Um, there's certainly a bunch of, you know, uh, attributes that a bunch of people have that I don't, you're a good um, man, but, Dan. but, but man. it is, but it is pretty obvious to see. I don't like watching my leadership and coming from a military background. I got horrible marks on my NCOERs for mm. not standing back, um, and delegating. Mm. It's still something I struggle with to sure. delegate. Uh, you know, but I'm getting better and better at by watching others do it and how they do it um, and the benefits that come along with it and whatever, right? Well, you can't tell somebody these things. You can't tell them that leveraging is going to help. You have to show them. Sure. And that's what's super cool is the, the motivating factor behind uh, me coming in second place because here's how I, and here's what I feel about it. And this hopefully translates to what everybody's in real estate right now is doing with their marketing, doing with their messaging. Mm. But like, I wanted to make an impact. I know I would have won if he could experience the differences. Hmm. He evaluated them. Sure. Super smart guy. Right. Way. He's, uh -huh. he's better than me in this industry. Sure. He knows more. He evaluated properly. Hmm. I didn't provide enough experience to win. Wow. And I'm getting a lot of that out of my coaching now with aforementioned people too. Like, Hey, we've got to, how do you get the experience? Obviously video yeah. uh, is, is a huge, is, is a huge way to do that. But once you have the video, how do you, how do you, how are you getting people to interact with it? Why would they? Right. Um, I love that question. Um, mm -hmm. That, that awesome answer. Uh, what email copy should I send to get people, you know, to open it or whatever? And I'd like like John's answers would be like, why the hell should they open your goddamn email? You know, like I, you know, those are the best, best uh, questions you can get back from somebody, you know, like why the hell should they open your email? Uh, well, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and how are you going to get them to experience you so that they make the choice you want? Sure. And so me losing big time is going to motivate me to figure out, now, how I do a better job of, of something I already know is good. I've right. got buy-in from people, um, you know, testimonials, it's working, mm -hmm. right? How do I get people to be able to experience that without being here? Hmm. And, you know, I, I started thinking, oh, well, you can, you can set up phantom accounts so people can join your meeting. This, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to cut it either. You know, like people are being served through their email, through social. So I think what it is, lead by example, Yeah. you know, get as many people as you can. I, I posted a video of our holiday party this year, uh, mm -hmm. not too long ago. It has like four or 5,000 more views than any other video we've ever posted. It's a lot uh, of fun. Awesome. You know, it's a lot of fun to watch, right? Yeah. And uh, that is like the first thing where I'm like, that was one of our, all our holiday parties have been a blast the last nine years that I can remember, mm -hmm. uh, the parts I can remember. Uh, but you know, <laughs> but the, the video encapsulated it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean people want to watch it. Hmm. That doesn't mean the people I want to have watched it want to watch it. Wanna, yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the, the place I'm going to be playing in in 2020 for sure is, is, is that gap. So I love it, Dan. This is, this is huge, everybody. Hopefully you're taking major notes and really <laughs> absorbing this and pause it, rewind it, do whatever you need to reach out to this mail. I have all this contact info below. I want to, um, I want to go into my actual next favorite question into this yeah. particular, it's the travel back in time question, Dan. And this one, 
I really enjoy just because it, it brings me back in thought process. I'm a movie buff, that sort of thing. There is no time machine like Back to the Future, but if you could travel back in time yeah. and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, and now this would be any age range, any time frame for any reason, mm-hmm. what would you say to your younger self? So I, I, again, I almost changed this one a couple okay. of times. Yeah, uh, yeah. The first one I would say is join the Air Force, not the Air Force. No, I was just joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, there was a joke running around for a long time where I was like, oh, I would have eaten better if I got, no. Um, I, I love the Army uh, dearly. Yeah. If I could go back when I was younger, um, I would definitely, given myself the advice around the age um, of 15 or 16 years old mm-hmm. uh, or somewhere in there, to not focus on any one thing that you wanted to go do with your life mm-hmm. um, because you, you aren't possibly going to be able to know yet. You're uh-huh. not old enough to know. Your, your attributes, while they might be measurable through testing and other things, you're just not even close to who you are yet. And, right. and I don't think the society that we're living in these days either is letting people figure out who they really are uh, that early either. Yeah. So people are making huge life decisions. Now, let me precursor that. Sure. I've been dating my wife since I was 16 years old. Okay. Don't regret that. I joined the Army. I joined the Army, and I didn't stay in it for 30 years, but I, I very much don't regret that being law enforcement. Regret is a, you know, I don't get know who gets credit for the rocking chair one, but it's like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And <laughs> whoever weird. said that to me years and years ago, it stuck. So thank you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, regret is a waste of time, but unfortunately it's still there a lot. Right. Um, and I think as you get older, regret fades um, in some mm-hmm. and regret really grows nasty in others. Yeah. And so if I could tell myself that advice, I would say, hey, you know, you don't need to focus. Um, I really focused on what I thought, you know, I was going to do my whole life. And it didn't end up being that. Wow. Um, now, that doesn't mean who cares, right? I mean, sure. you know, you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and you want to go make a change, make a change. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I think I was too, too focused before I even knew, you know, who the heck I was. I knew I had a, a, a gift to social lies with with people and sure. connect with people and i knew i wanted to help people in some way shape or point. like there were certain things i knew mm-hmm. i could have just waited right. um could have tried more things um i certainly saw a lot of the world um and and i would definitely give my younger self the same advice to to go through the military experience that i did um and i i definitely would would have would have said don't be afraid uh, when it's time to have kids and when it's time to do all those things, you're going to be horrible at it. Um, oh. <laughs> or you're at least going to feel horrible at it, you know, oh, was just, but now we're getting into the, we're getting into the weeds. No, no. I love that, Dan though. There's, there's so much in there. And I, I think that to, for me, and a lot of people are connecting with this section too, because I am deeply into that is a lot of us when we're younger, I think that uh, we're so focused on a, a few different things or directions that we want to go down. And, and, and as adults, that can adjust too, where you have tunnel vision. Absolutely. And unfortunately, there's good and bad things with that. To be focused, put your head down and get to work on what you need to be doing at that time, I think is crucially important without being distracted. But the difference between distractions and just having vision 
are, are two totally different things. And my, my yeah. case in point is always having vision when you're driving down the road. You're not going to have blinders on the sides of your face when you're driving down the road. You want to have your peripheries on, right? right? You're focusing straight and back, but you still need to be able to look at your side. You're, you're still swiveling. And, you know, and that's yeah. okay. That's, that, that's yeah. smart. So I, I love what you were saying there. And yeah, I think it can. I think we can get tied up pretty easy by laser focusing, and not only that, that maybe teaches us the wrong thing, especially if you get into a business like real estate. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't laser, You can't focus on any one thing, and so I think maybe that was maybe I'm maybe we're making a little connection here online. Yeah, yeah. Personally, that was more of a challenge for me, but I think a lot of people do struggle with that challenge. So agreed. You know, still made sense, but agreed. I love that. And uh, again, not changing anything that you've done in your life because you're the man who you are today because of those things. But I love that. It's one of my favorite questions. So this is actually a crowd pleaser into um, the actual show and, and series into it. They want to yeah. know uh, what the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're growing intellectually and, and, and what's going on. So you had mentioned a few influencers already, but yeah, you read or have read podcast. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm in the process and this is also going to be embarrassing, but okay. it's, uh, so Simon Sinek, yes. um, I'm reading infinite game right now oh, and very cool. book's been out for quite a while. So, yeah, um, so, well, I know, but so I'm still, so I'm in the middle uh, of that. Um, so as far as a book that I'm reading right now, um, I've read, uh, a couple of other pretty decent ones, relentless, uh, just recently, that was a good one. Um, but the, the major influence that I'm mm -hmm. getting, uh, you know, from my network and, um, it, it is a lot to do with my, my internal leadership and stuff like that. Cause here's what's, here's what I've found. Mm -hmm. We need coach professional coaches to draw certain things out of us. Um, uh, which we, we do invest in very often all right. right now. Uh, but our network, um, and learning, you know, from them, mm -hmm is still going to be the, the, the bigger part, you wow. know? Well said. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Sorry. Just lost no. my train of thought. No, no, so. no. That, you, you were talking about, um, you know, the network of the actual coaches and things that are, you're learning. Yeah. So you mentioned some so, books. That sort yeah. Of and then the, the influencers that, that were, you know, that I've, I guess, seen most often mm -hmm. are all starting to have to branch into different mediums like you. Yeah. You know, um, doing podcasts, doing their own thing. So I'm, I'm watching my CEO, Adam Contos, do all those things and trying to copy what he's doing um, so that I can, you know, lead by example, doing those things. And, sure. Um, you know, so a main influencer there. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the one of the things that's also been, I, I think, kind of influential is watching the retirement of hmm. some people in our industry, too. OK. Um, and giving that 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 parting advice. Um, hmm. So while this might not be happening as much in offices, sure. please, if you have people that have been in the business in your office 20 years or more, have lunch with them more often because oh, wow, yeah. the stuff they know is going to be really relevant again right now. Mm -hmm. um, That's brilliant. You know, big, t big time. It really is um, going to be huge. Your influence is again, I mean, we can almost go back to my point of like, where are you at right now? Um, but my influence, I have several brokers that have been in the business twice as long as I have at our mm -hmm. company. And they all are starting to enjoy the fact that they are consultants for us. Um, and we're drawing invaluable amounts, you know, of experience, you know, from those people. There's mm -hmm. no doubt. Um, 
one of the other things that I'm using, at least to, I guess, for professional development, not just influence, but yeah. um, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, dude, you windsurf and you snowboard and you mountain bike and you do all this stuff. Like, how do you do all this? And I'm like, nobody's doing all this stuff at the same time. Right. <laughs> well, you so, could. Look kind well, of you, you could, but like, so, <laughs> so I want to make it clear that like, with everything that I'm into and I don't want to make, you know, I, I find an influencer mm-hmm. for the thing that I'm into. Sure. So on YouTube, like I follow a couple people that are into uh, certain kettlebell workouts cool. and calisthenics, like mm-hmm. specifically, right? In the podcast world, you and I talked about uh, local influence versus national influence and how right. people are literally selecting the channel. Sure. So me doing a local podcast with local business owners, mm-hmm. It's going to speak to a completely different people and a different desire, you know, than the people that are going, man, I want to hear from the bigger picture, the national scene, what's going on. Um, So I think not to beat around your question, right? but I've got so many damn influencers now. I'm not so sure I could give you a a list that we could get through, right? Because every piece I kind of go look for my new thing. Bob is my kite surfing uh-huh. guy here in town, you know, or whatever. I've got my friends that I downhill uh, snowboard with and people I do this with and my family uh-huh. that I take to karate and, you know, like whatever. Um, right. The influence though, it, it seems to be majorly changing. Uh-huh. But if, and if I had to go back though and say, okay, who are the monsters? Right. Be my parents, you know, really mm-hmm. easily. It'd be my first sergeant, my very Keith Miller, my first sergeant in the army. Wow. Um, Pam Roshine, my, my business partner and mother-in-law, like mm-hmm. for all these years. Yeah. And like, literally my wife has, like I said, like almost, I know she's influenced everything we've done. Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't, I didn't list her off till just now. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry honey you know i I, sorry you You got the shadow you You got the shadow yeah sorry you didn't make the list a little bit higher up um you know or whatever but you get the idea like Mm -hmm. what aspect do you of your life are you needing to be influenced in and i can tell you you know who who those people might be i guess well dan but that that's the point and you're the very first titan out of 148 episodes before (laughs) you that had mentioned it that way had broken it down in such a way where you're, you are selecting influencers for sections of your life. There's not one influencer that's right. necessarily going to hit every single oh, thing. That you I got a great example practice. of this, by the way. My, you know, some of my best, uh, my, my dear friend, Brandon, uh, him and I have been musicians together since we were 16. Love it. Um, Brandon is not married and doesn't have kids. Okay. I'm married, have three kids, a 10, 8, and 4-year-old, you know, wow. or whatever. Like whatever. Our lifestyles are extremely different. Sure. I don't think he's coming to me for single dude advice. And I don't think I'm going to him for a lot of parenting advice. Right. That's fair. But I'll tell you what, when I need to rock out or I need someone to listen to me and really be able to, you know, just make me feel a little bit better or whatever. Yeah. He's my influencer, you know, and my other, some of my other best, I mean, I could go on and on. I think, yeah, yeah. But that's that is a beautiful example. Cool. That is a beautiful yeah. example, Dan. No one's ever said it that way on the show. And, and I think that that's going to hit a lot of people out there. Is, and going back to the earlier notes is, you know, figuring out what your needs are 
and what you're trying to accomplish and then finding those influencers mm -hmm. or that material or that knowledge that you can grow and learn from and not try to find one catch-all or or a super super guru or super influencer but really just look at it into the into the micros now the the order that you put it in to me being a film nut when you have somebody and there's a film and there's certain actors and actresses right. and then with Al Pacino, right? They leave the best of the best for the very end. Sure. So I think that you did that in the right order, my friend. So there you go. There you go. Thanks for that, man. You did it in the right order. You nice left the save. best for last, for sure. But uh, Dan, this has been filled with amazing information. I mean, it's been an absolute honor. I want to wrap this whole thing up with a sure. final question. Now, sure. this one ends up being a quote or okay. mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for you? Um, this one's uh, changed a little bit uh, recently to in the last, uh, I guess, four years of my life. Um, uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy one. I think a lot of people can relate to it uh, pretty easily. Um, but I, uh, with, with my, my weight, uh, my mm -hmm. physical health, sure. being uh, physically fit and being an athlete and a soldier and, and some of those things and then having the family time, um, you know, or whatever for a period of time there and then looking back at pictures and going, wow, holy cow, I, I gained a lot of weight and I didn't care about my health. And I was putting just poison into my body all day, every day. And, and just, I think uh, that, you know, waking up, waking up from that hmm. has been the greatest just journey, wow. you know, um, needing to lose weight and, and needing to get back into where, okay, physical health as that peer back on top of it, you know, mm -hmm. like got it figured out. Oh crap. Just like what we talked about at the beginning of the right. call. What else now? What's suffering? Yeah. And certainly other things have suffered to get myself back physically in shape, but now, okay. You know, the advice I've been given is mm -hmm. make sure you can go, you know, right. Well, Shout so. out to, to Cheplak, you know, like you gotta, you gotta be able to go. And so the mantra I'll leave everybody with, and it's very militaristic, but uh, it is stay hard to kill. Um, Love that. I like being, I like, it's too tough. Uh, it's too tough for the business roles. And sometimes it's too tough for uh, some people or they, they look at it as, man, that, that sounds a little violent or that's, <laughs> it's not even that it's, it's, you know, this is, a tough world and you right. can make it tougher on yourself, but you can certainly make yourself stronger um, right. and better every day, making you harder to kill, mm -hmm. uh, making you harder to get rid of, um, sure. you know, making it harder for others to get out of your way. Um, whatever it is to make you feel tougher and more self-confident, you know, that thing, but that mantra to stay hard to kill. I think there's already a t-shirt line, unfortunately that already has it. <sighs> or a workout video app or something that already has it or something. But, you know, it's an old military mantra, I'm sure, uh, from back in the day or whatever, but um, stay hard to kill. Well, Dan, I, I think that sums you up beautifully. And <laughs> for everybody out there in the real estate world and community that you made such a huge impact, please continue to stay hard to kill, my friend, um, because it's been an honor and a pleasure to hang out with you, uh, you know, this afternoon and really just go into this. So um, I want to officially say you're a real estate titan, my friend. And thank, thank you, sir. Yeah, this has been awesome. And everybody out there, thank you so much, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing here at the Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We have some exclusive content on our Instagram, so go over and throw a like on that. 
But live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.